I have done the exercise that Kenyatta suggested a few times in my life where just to, to go out and ask people, describe what I am when you think of me. I would just like to point out that that's scary shit right there. Like for oh, people, if they, especially if they really at the beginning of trying to figure out what they want to do with branding, they might find out they're really a fucking dick, you know, like, whoops, better work <laughs> on this branding. Like, right. you know, you just don't know. Hey, Warners, welcome to another episode of The Women Your Mother Warned You About. The podcast that makes business sexy again. I'm Gina Tremarco, sales trainer and director of coaching at Sales Gravy. And I'm Rachel Pitts. I am a master coach at Sales Gravy and creator of your ultra fit lifestyle. Speaking of Sales Gravy, this show is brought to you by Sales Gravy, our sponsor. Without them... We'd still be here, but just not as fun, maybe. I don't know. What? We would <laughs> be just kidding. as fun. We would just We're wouldn't have the giant list of people that exactly, Sales Gravy is. So we exactly. appreciate Sales Gravy. <laughs> and, and, um, and our hero, Jeb Blunt. So speaking of Sales Gravy and Jeb Blunt and all the things, that makes me think of Outbound, which makes me think about today's episode's guest. Kenyatta L. Gordon. Yes. She's the founder of Create the Brand and a million other things that have to do with branding. That's her specialty and she knows what she's talking about. Yes, she um she is famous for saying, Are you your walking billboard? She's also known as <laughs> Rachel's gonna love this. Um, she's also known as the real life Olivia Pope of brand communications. If you don't know who Olivia Pope is, go look it up. Or I don't know who it is. I'm, I'm going to look it up. You might want to look it up. Uh, <laughs> from the TV show Scandal, which is really awesome. So um, we we got into a, a, a deep dive conversation on personal branding, the importance of it, especially if you are in sales because people buy you. So this is more and more important, especially with social media, which a lot of us didn't have early on in our careers. And now that it exists you gotta have your personal brand together. And that's what we talk about on this episode. Any big takeaways that you had from this episode, Rachel? She said <laughs> what people think, hear and see about you online and offline. So we talk a lot about how she helps people create their brand and it has to do with who they are in person. But of course, a lot of what we think about is branding, the things we see online and advertising and marketing, but it all goes hand in hand because there needs to be consistency there. And that's sort of how Kenyatta describes how she moves through that process is figure out who you, who yeah. you really are so that you're not portraying something out there or attempting to portray something that's very contrary to who you truly are. Yeah. And along that, my aha was about um, the importance of, behavior and being aware of what your behavior is uh, down to like, you know, using your hands and your tone of voice and how you show up and all the things. So that's what we talk about on this episode. Think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. So sit back and enjoy. All right, welcome, Kenyatta, to the Women Your Mother Warned You About podcast here 
via Zoom, which is a little bit different than the first time you were with us at Outbound. Welcome. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to be here again, once again, with you ladies, fun ladies. (laughs) Well, well, what's cool is that um, we get you to ourselves and don't have to share you with a panel today. Right. And I get you guys to myself and don't have to share you. (laughs) (sighs) Yes, I can feel the love fest already. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm excited about talking about this. This the branding topic that is Kenyatta's specialty is one that I'm sure people will be interested in hearing all the tips. You know what I love about um in Kenyatta's bio is she is the real life Olivia Pope mm. of brand communications. I yes. love that. I love Olivia Pope. <laughs> Who doesn't love Olivia Pope? How do you not love Olivia Pope? <laughs> Like, I want right. my I want my own Olivia Pope. Okay, I don't know who that is. That's <sighs> me. Are you don't know who Olivia Pope is? Are you serious? I'm I'm sitting here listening, going, I, you're going. Who doesn't love Olivia Pope? And I don't know who it is. I'm sorry. Tell, tell me who her. it is. Can you tell her? I'll look it. I will look her up. I promise. But I don't know. Scandal. <laughs> tell her. Yeah. <laughs> You've Scandal. never seen the show Scandal. No. What's that? <gasps> oh, you've got to go and watch it on. Um, one of the streaming stations. You gotta go binge it. Scandal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm in the middle of Breaking Bad. I'm a little behind, as you can oh. see. Oh, you're a lot behind if you're watching Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Pope. She is badass. Yes. Okay. She is badass and Fashion, gorgeous. Like, and gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Mm. So that that is a great lead-in to. Would you, Kenyatta, consider yourself a woman your mother warned you about? Uh, duh, of course, in all <laughs> aspects of life. <laughs> I guess if she's Olivia Pote, whoever the hell that is, Ooh. I guess that would have probably Olivia- answered. I probably just made myself look dumb by asking no. that because I don't know who Olivia Pope is. But <laughs> No, Olivia Pope is, is that person that you go to when you have a problem, like that you just cannot solve. It's just like all these crazy chaos moments has come and Olivia Pope comes in and she makes everything better. She's just like that, that okay, what's the problem? Just tell me what the problem is. I'm about to create a solution. You just got to flow with me and let me get it done however I get it done. Ah, She knows how to manage the damage. Mm Mm-hmm. Damage control. She manages the damage. Well, so do you consider what you do in your work, which we haven't gotten to yet, but do you consider that that's what you do is damage control for people or create, create something new? No, so I do a little, I do both. Because usually when you do like the communications and the branding part, when you're branding personal brands, um, a lot of times you have these, you know, celebrities or social media influencers or whoever, and they make some mistakes and you're like, did you really just do that? Now we have to come in and go to the media and create your whole image because it's about your image. Mm. So now it's like, okay, we got to do damage control on things. And so like what I do is my part of what I do is I do the pre-development um, of personal brands and then they go to publicists. You know, publicist's job is to really just put the person out there. My job is to create an image of someone mm. that it's going that their audience is going to um, attract to. You know, <laughs> can you take someone who has a lot of cr- crazy mm. amounts of talents and mush them into oh, one God. thing? 
can you yes, force yes, me? No. Can you force her into a box? Is the real question. Who, we me? don't want to force anyone into a box, though. <laughs> Not a box, just a more cohesive shape. Yeah. So what? What I do is I literally sit down and I get. To, my job is to get to know you, who you are. Go out to eat with you. Go out to lunch so you know exactly who you are, so that we can take exactly who you are and make it that your brand. You know, we don't want you into a box where everyone else is being the mm-hmm. same old type of person. Everyone wants yeah. new. They want personality. They want to know the real you, who you are and everything else. Now, how do we put that into um, the perspective or the image that makes people that draws people to you and where you don't seem like you're all over the place, but it's like they are loving exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's my job. I don't do boxes. I color outside the lines. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I saw one quote, I think this is from, maybe from your LinkedIn that says, before one can become great, one must first gain self-awareness of their subconscious behaviors. This is the key to understanding your audience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I wrote that. And actually, I did. I have a book called The My Manifestation Playbook. And it's on Barnes and Noble. And I literally took the steps in order for someone to know who you are or love who you are. You must first know yourself, you know, Um, and that takes a time out to that takes time to actually sit down. And we talked about this before asking others what they felt about when they when they met you and and um, and then writing down certain things that you do, you know, that getting information from others and then things that you start recognizing about yourself and be conscious of your um, subconscious behaviors and then say, hmm, is this something that I really want to portray to the world, to my audience? Because you have to think about it. Um, Our parents brought us up in the likes of their image and who they wanted us to be. And so they programmed us to be, you know, however they seen us to be. So as we become adults, then we start meeting other people and we're trying to figure out who we are. We take on different habits of others or, you know, thing. And so now it's like, okay, we have to reprogram ourselves to learn who first learn who you are and then now program yourself to be exactly who you see yourself as. And there's, that's really hard to do, obviously. And a lot of people are, I think you really hit on a good point, Kenyatta, that you're pu- people are pulling all of this, the effect of who they hang around, and suddenly they think that they should be that, or they think that they should be this, or, and probably they're pulling it from all the scrolling on social media that everybody does. So that's why people start trying to act a certain way or show up a certain way, and they just haven't really thought fully through who they really should be. Yeah, I mean, especially in the day and age of social media. Now, when we were growing up, we didn't have social media. But then that's where where the um, imposter syndrome comes from, especially nowadays. And when we grew up, because we didn't have the social media, but we still had others around us. And we're like, wait a minute, who am I really? Am I really this good? Hold up. You know, and you're asking Mm -hmm. yourself all these questions. And you're really great at what you do and other people see it, but you don't believe it. So your work and everything, it shows to people that you're not confident. Because you're doubting how people see you. Right. And once you learn who you are, how other people see you doesn't matter. 
it's like, okay, you like it, you don't like it. Oh, well, keep on right. going. Everyone's not going to like me, you know? <laughs> Preach. That's why this podcast exists. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, in all seriousness, the this podcast came together because we both kind of decided we didn't want to continue to try to be what everybody thought we should be. Mm -hmm. We wanted a platform where we could just be 100% who we are individually for the purpose of our personal brands. And some people like us, some people love us, some people hate us. We don't care about the haters. Who hates us? Nobody hates us. Well, might just word. not, not like, like you know what I mean. Like hate, is, like hater, like not hates us, but so like they hate on us. Hate, hate on us. I wish they would hate on us a little more because it creates engagement. I know. Come on, <laughs> bring, bring it. Throw me some shade. Come on, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because I think. There's a perception, and correct me if I'm wrong, from your perspective, Kenyatta, that people think they have to just find their find their brand, and there it is. It's like a tangible, but it's not really tangible because it's kind of change. It shifts as you mature and right. change in your marketplace. So it's something you have to figure out, but also be willing to shift. Right, because some people get stuck with who they are because they're so used to, okay, this is who I am and this is what they like. So I'm going to stay like this, but you don't realize your audience grows and you have to think about it as being a child. As children, we grow, we learn new things and that's part of aging. So as your brand is growing, you have to think of it. You have to learn to think of your brand as regular life, you know, so as your mm -hmm. brand is growing, the years go by, your audience also grows, their mindset grows. So you have to, grow along that you have mm -hmm. to change along with the times mm -hmm. you know well you have to be willing to evolve exactly just like we don't have home phones anymore we all have cell phones so mm -hmm. that's we evolve life mm -hmm. evolves you have to evolve with it here's a question who who needs a personal brand everyone needs a personal brand as long as you're working you need a personal brand mm -hmm. even if you work for a company you need a personal brand because we're in a day and age where nobody looks at just the company. They look at the person that mm -hmm. they're working with, the person that they're connecting with. So you have to build up your personal brand. You are a brand who represents a brand. I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping themselves around that concept that people buy you. And so therefore you need a personal brand. Right. You don't have to own a company or, or be independent to have a personal brand. You can work for somebody else and hone your personal brand, especially as a salesperson. It's especially as a salesperson, because you can have one salesperson selling you the exact same thing, but they're like very dry with it and they're just very pushy with it. But then you have another person who actually um, incorporates a lot of empathy in their sales tactics or their presentation. And so they can connect with you. And so now they want to work with you more so than the other person mm -hmm. or somebody who can be very, very successful at what they do. But I don't connect with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you were saying made me think of uh, realtors. And I've worked with a lot of realtors. I've been a realtor. And if you have two realtors who are showing up to present and one of them has a very polished branded presentation and has everything put together and has a theme going on, uh, they have a lot better chance of winning the listing than somebody who shows up and just has a name tag and 
some generic stuff. Right. And branding is not also about your physical presentation. They emails that you send out. Mm. What is your signature saying? Are you responding once you meet with someone? Are you sending a thank you for meeting with you um, email? Or if if they did not connect with you and decided to move on with someone else, send a, you know, still think it was great to meet you type of email. Um, all that's a part of building your personal brand. What people think, hear, and see when they interact with you online and offline, in person, mm. physically. So, so it's also about behavior behavior um your brand behavior i mean how you show up and behave is part of your brand it's all about defining your brand in the very beginning and that's why you know Mm -hmm. we talked about building the house you know Mm -hmm. so actually creating a plan on what you want to present um how you want people to see you and then you know moving forward well how do i want to present myself when i'm in a networking event when i'm online um using making sure your your behaviors as moving hand gestures and stuff a lot like this you know because a lot of times we talk with our hands and things um uh, facial expressions you know all that plays a huge part in developing your brand and mm. that goes back to your subconscious behaviors watching like me myself sometimes when i talk or when other people talk they may say something and i make a i was always told it's hard for me to hide my facial expression mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean that recognizing all those things because that's what people see when they interact with you you know even even in the tone that you um how you communicate with others when you're online and you're doing video presentations, are you using, um, are you stressing, word stressing and things, you know, mm. all, all of that plays a part. Do you help people with that? Do you point those things out to them? Do you have a process for that? Oh, yes. So in the very beginning, we, I, like I said, I meet with the clients and we go over all that. Um, I may, I'll do like a video presentation. Like we'll actually, I'll have my clients sit in front of a video and we'll talk and have them talking and everything and then um do um maybe like uh like a video recording of what they would do on like social media and have them go back and look at that Mm. and see you know and then so now you're the other person you're the viewer on the other side watching yourself now Mm. um are you engaging with and are you seeing yourself being very engaging are there certain words that needs to be stressed that wasn't stressed that because those stressed words actually trigger something Mm. in your brain Ooh, what are some stress words that trigger people well, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. So if you're selling a certain, it, it depends on the product that you're selling and that you really, something that you really want to get across to them about the product, um, something that may be a pro about a product that you want them to understand, or it may be something that um, deals with them, affects them emotionally. So you want to stress certain words so that they can feel an emotion I think you thought the same thing as me. Like, ooh, what are stress words? We want to (laughs) know. And that's Ah. what I talk about in my book, um, the um, command your presence. Oh, cool! I was going to ask you about that. Okay. So, command your presence. What else is included in that book? I talk about the psychology. If you haven't realized, I do use a lot of psychology Mm -hmm. in what I do because psychology plays a huge factor. my aunt, I guess it comes naturally. One of my favorite aunts is a psychologist. <laughs> and so it's like, we're always talking about this stuff. And so now even with me writing the book and what I do, I always go back to her and like, okay, tell me about this. What do you think? She was like, yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> so I talk about word stressing. I talk about psychology. I talk about um, what we just talked about, like um, what people see in regards to hand gestures and things, mm-hmm. um, the tone of your voice. So I talk about a lot of things in Command Your President. It's mainly about a lot of um, online presentation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it can also be used for in-person presentation also. <laughs> so for, for our listeners, for our listeners who are like, I don't even understand what you mean by personal brand. What is that? What does that mean? If we had to explain that to someone who just doesn't understand personal brand, could you give a Kenyatta version of a de- definition? Personal branding is how others see you. Well, I talk a lot about social media because that's what we, you know, <laughs> focus on a lot of. But personal branding is you telling your story before the audience tells your story for you. Because a lot of times we start a brand and there it goes back to the building the home where you didn't build a strong foundation before you put yourself out there. And so, and you were, because I hear a lot of times, well, I'm just going to do this and see how it works. And then, you know, you go with the flow. No, that is not how you do it. You don't go with the flow. You know, um, I told you guys the story um, when you, the strongest part of the home is the foundation, right? But before you can build a foundation, you must first, what, roll out the blueprint and create the plan. Because mm-hmm. without a strong foundation, then you have the big bad wolf that comes along and blows your whole house, house down. And that's where it goes. <laughs> it goes back to the... Branding is telling your story to the audience before the audience tells it mm. for you. If your audience is telling it for you, they're the big bad wolf and they're blowing your house down and anyone can come in and destroy it and say anything about you. And with social media, everyone's going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, along those lines, are kind of a little bit of a contrast to this. What I've noticed over the years is, and, and maybe this is part of the subconscious you're talking about, Sometimes some of your audience knows your story better than you do, right? Like they will point out things about yourself, especially, I mean, I guess positive or negative, things about yourself that you won't recognize in yourself, but others see in you. You see, and it goes back to what we said in the very beginning, recognizing your subconscious behaviors. So there you're not putting things out that you don't want others to see. So you have to define who you are first mm-hmm. before you put it out there, before you put yourself out there. Is that making sense of what I'm saying? Because it's taken me years mm-hmm. to realize my value and what I bring to the table because maybe I didn't have the confidence or self-worth until someone or some, or several, you know, when you hear 10 people tell you the same thing about you, especially from a positive standpoint, you're like, oh, I guess I really am a good keynote speaker. I didn't, I didn't realize how good I am until 10 people told me. Right. You have to believe in yourself first. Right. Which I think for a lot of people is hard to do. Right. But I I guess it still goes back to what I said, sitting down and doing your homework. Right. And asking, of course, asking a few people and getting out of your feelings 
and allowing yourself to hear the negative and the positive. Mm-hmm. And then you decide what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. If you say, right, this right. is who I am and this is, you know, this is how I'm going to connect with my audience and this is what I'm going to keep. And then if you say this is something that, you know what, you're right. I can, you know, kind of do away with this right here. Mm-hmm. And then going back and looking at things like, oh my God, I really am great at this, you know, because you've heard a lot of people say that. So building your brand before you put it out there, all that goes, that's, so it takes you actually taking out a workbook, taking out the My Manifestation Playbook and, uh, <laughs> and writing all that in, in the book on your paper and then going back and then it usually takes about three months. I've noticed for clients to really begin to get confident in who they are and then putting yourself out there and accepting, accepting who you are. This reminds me, and I've told this story before of being in the sales gravy studio, um, working on one of my sizzle reels, promo reel that Jeb wanted me to create. And he showed up like 75% through the shoot and was watching. And he's like, what the hell is this? This isn't who you are. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're fun, Gina. This is not fun, Gina. It's a, so part of my brand is fun. Right. So, so once it was pointed out to me a million times and then like I shriveled up it in front of Jeb. I'm like, oh, am I fun, Gina? Okay, let me try to be fun, Gina. Suddenly, <laughs> we need more fun right now. <laughs> and you know what I think a lot of that may have came, come from? Being a female in the corporate world or sales industry, we're put to a certain standard of how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed mm-hmm. to look and right. compare exactly. to, you know, men or whatever. Men can do whatever. But what you're as a female, you're supposed to be very, you know, poised and, you know, elegant, you know, all that stuff. And then now it's realizing, look, that's not who I am. And I don't want to be fake. And I'm just going to be who I am. And guess what? The right Mm -hmm. people are going to gravitate to who I am. And they're going to encourage it. Right. So like a Jeb Blunt is the guy going, well, what is this? Where's fun, Gina, right? Where in other environments, you might not have that kind of support and coaching and encouragement. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to get the the um, invita- invites to those, you know, audiences or those um, events that want fun, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but the, the point is, is that I've honed in on that and I own that now. Right. Good. And now a word from our fabulous sponsor, Jeb Blunt at Sales Gravy. Hi, this is Jeb Blunt. There's a reason why thousands of sales professionals and top companies across the globe honed their sales skills at SalesGrave University. You see, SalesGrave University is different than most learning platforms. First, we have live courses taught in a virtual classroom by our master trainers that start almost every single day. And our e-learning platform is populated with hundreds of hours of sales training content produced by some of the top sales trainers in the world including Gina's spontaneous selling course, which is worth checking out. Now I've got some good news. If you've never taken a course on SalesGrave University, if you're a new user, you can take your very first course for free. That's any course on the platform, absolutely free. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com or click the e-learning tab in the top menu at salesgravy.com. 
pick out your course, and when you check out, use coupon code FREECOURSE to get that course for free. That is free course to get your very first course for free. Speaking of Sales Gravy University, go check out salesgravy.university and see some of the courses that I'm teaching. Just scroll through the university and click on them and you will find me and sign up. I'd love to have you there. I have done the exercise that Kenyatta suggested a few times in my life where just to, to go out and ask people what, you know, describe what I am when you think of me. And it is really interesting what you get back from people. Mm -hmm. And generally, you'll see a consistency. You and you might, I mean, it can be very scary. I every, every time I've done it, I'm like, Oh, God, let's see what they say. And now <laughs> I've done it enough times, and I get the same answers pretty much all the time. And so but it, I would just like to point out that that's scary shit right there. Like for oh, people, if they, especially if they really at the beginning of trying to figure out what they want to do with branding, they might find out they're really a fucking dick, you know, like, whoops, better work <laughs> on this branding. Like, right. you know, you just don't know, but you do know, I mean, it, it's, it's actually shouldn't be as much of a surprise. And if you know, if you're damn, if you're a dick, then you probably are know that you are. But like when you get back the feedback, it is for the most part like Gina get getting feedback that she's fun. Like deep down, you know you're fun, but our self doubt muscle is like, yeah, am I fun? Or yeah. I'm like, oh, is is it okay to be fun? Is it, do you want fun? me to be fun now? Should, should I? <laughs> when is it okay to be fun? Right. I tell people all the time, like literally everything that I teach others that I help others or guide others through. I hate the word teach guide others through. Um, I've done this whole process myself. Um, I had a friend once that told me that she was like, Kenyatta, when I first met you, I thought you were like really shy and things like that. And she was like, but then when you get to know you, you're like, she was like, I was like, you really know what you're talking about. You really know your stuff. People would not know that because you're so quiet. And I after hearing that, and I've heard, I heard a couple other people say that I took myself on a year long journey by myself. Now I will say the person that you see right here, right now, and talking like this would have never done this before because I, I always blame it on being an only child. <laughs> you know, I was an only child. I hate my mother used to always buy me board games real quick. And I was the player number one and player number two playing checkers Aww. together. <laughs> board games mom <laughs> right. oh, no but I took myself on a year-long journey and I could not ask any friends to go with me to any networking events and because I used to do that all the time and I would always have to have me a glass of wine before I started networking mm -hmm. or connecting with people meanwhile my friends are just this life of the party talking and connecting and you know everything else and by the time I come in they're like oh she's just a sidekick you know <laughs> so I decided to take myself on a year-long journey where I couldn't bring anyone with me I had to do things by myself maybe go out and have a you know a after work drink or something by myself you know just to learn how to connect with people I even used to ask how do you how do you meet people you just ask my friends like you just ask questions I said that's being nosy she's like no it's getting to know people but that was the best thing I could have ever done for myself for my life for my career is do that journey by myself because it opened me up 
And that's exactly how I actually ended up with Outbound. So I was like, I'm going to put myself out there, you know, and then, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, I learned a lot of stuff along the way. <laughs> so uh, who, who do you work with? Who are your ideal clients when it comes to personal branding? I have a wide range of <laughs> clients. <laughs> oh, Lord, we got to get a niche going. We're going to niche her down. But no, I've, um, I, I mean, I've worked with influencers. I stopped working with them. And then now I just, um, mainly I work with professionals, um, who are looking to build their personal brand up their image, um, such as you got yourself in the professional world. Um, those are the type of clients that I now work with helping them the look and everything because a lot of times your look doesn't match the audience that you want to attract you know I always say if you're going to a networking event where you have like 25 to 30 year olds in there but yet you're looking like auntie Greta or something you know (laughs) auntie Greta (laughs) don't be an auntie Greta do you have a real auntie Greta can you (laughs) Okay, good. Because uh, Auntie Greta was fixing to not be talking to you anymore. <laughs> it was a name that popped up. Like who? Auntie the, Greta. Right. If you're like in the stuffy suit and you're like, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. This, yeah. You're not going to attract the aunt. They're going to be timid to talk to you or just feel like, what is he doing here? They're going to be like, boomer. Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> What's this boomer doing here? So it, it's just, yeah, I work with, you know, professionals like financial advisors or, you know, mm, um, they need, they need help. They do. They do. They I'm do. sorry, financial advisor friends, but <laughs> some of you look really same with realtors who do these pictures. I know they oh listeners can't hear the, the folded arms in front of you picture. Yeah. That's Stop so outdated. It. Like that's so 1980s. <laughs> They all do it. Auntie though. Greta grew God. up in the 1980s. Right. <laughs> Auntie Greta was a realtor in the 80s and has that picture. She exactly. sold tons of houses at a 22% interest rate. They have the ones where they're folded and they're like leaning forward like this, like the Sears portrait. Right. <laughs> and guess what? Tiffany of 2021, uh, Tiffany the realtor is also showing up that way. Mm-hmm. Some Tiffany of the realtor? Some of the Tiffany's. Uh-huh. I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm up, I'm getting the name up to speed, but yes. Tiffany. Well, and I, what is the funniest thing is, um, in some of my marketing for the singing lender, there's one picture where I purposely was dressed in a business suit and I did the pose. I did that exact yes, pose. You did. And it's like on purpose, hilarious to me. And I got so many comments of like, oh, what a pretty picture. And I'm like, oh, y'all don't get my joke. And I hate the studio with the backdrop. I'm like, come on now. No one's doing the in-studio backdrop. It's like, let's get some nice scenery venue, like a nice look in your picture outside or something, you know. So someone's listening to this and they're like, okay this personal brand thing I think I need one and I think everybody needs one because people buy you walk me through what it would be like to work with you what would happen in the redesign of the Gina Tremarco personal brand well first step is to as I said stated earlier sit down and have a few outings because I need to know who Gina 
is the person. Lord, it won't take two or three outings for you to figure <laughs> that out. Right. <laughs> Some people, it will take a couple of till they relax and, you know, you get to know who they are. Yeah, um, one another- outing might be enough for you, Kenyatta, I'm just saying, <laughs> with Gina. Okay, sorry. Continue. Sorry. Another, um, and then we would go through, we would also go, well, first we would actually bring in um, myself and an assistant, a stylist. And we would go into like your closet and everything, because that may be one of the things that we need to change. Like I had one client and she worked for a corporate big airline company as known. And I went in her closet and it was all black, black or brown. I'm like, are you serious? This is so boring. <laughs> so um, so we would go in your closet and like, OK, this is maybe something that we need to change and, you know, everything else. And we'll go shopping and create you a whole new look you do your photo shoots you do all that stuff but also in the process we will also be doing the recreate the the um getting to know yourself who you are building your your blueprints as well i give assignments you know very hands-on you're going to get assignments um you're going to love me but hate me or hate me but love me you know because um I, I heard a client one time, she told me, she was like, oh my God, you, you make me, um, I feel myself um, being scared. You know, you make me just, you know, think. And I was like, it's good to be scared. It's good to think. It's good because that means that, you know, change is coming. You're ready for change. You know, I call it next level success. So we that's the whole process of the, we'll do a styling, a shoot change, a clothing um style closet changing uh we do even when it comes to females and makeup and understanding how to apply your makeup for maybe when you're on camera or in person or just regular presentation like what goes good with you taking care of your skin as well um so i'll have you meet up with one of our um estheticians makeup artists and we'll let's like you get a whole recreation but it's still you (laughs) to present to the world and that's why I said usually it's like a three-month process to go through all that we go through the communication um, and that goes back to recording yourself a few times and watching how you communicate the things that you say um, making sure like some of the words that we say like um we all have a habit of saying um 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 I, I called someone once in their voicemail and they kept just saying, um, 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 I said, if she says, um, one more time on a voicemail recording. <laughs> so it's just, and it's, so it's, we go through that whole process of you recognizing things, um, how to communicate on camera, off camera and workbooks and everything else. Did that answer your question? It's <laughs> a lot <laughs> Well, so so it sounds like a lot of this is the how they physically look part of it. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the their digital personal brand. So no, it's not just the physical. It's um, because that is a part of your brand yeah. also, but it's the communication, how you communicate, right, right. Um, and then also the process of understanding who you are first. Okay. And then that's what I call the building your blueprint. Okay. And so building your blueprint includes how you communicate, understanding tones and gestures and things like that. Um, So then that's a part of the video portion of things, the recording of things. And that recording is just so you can see yourself and hear yourself and play it back. 
And so then we do different exercises. So it's a lot of exercises that. I like to do. People <laughs> just love to have a video of themselves to critique themselves and what they're doing. They just, oh, yeah. they probably just can't <laughs> wait when you bring that up. Like, right. Yes. Oh yes. The, fa- the best part about it. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so hard for people. And I'm a performer. I've worked in dance for years and years and years and years and years. And you have to watch video for correcting, you know, movement. I still hate it. I still, I hate looking at videos myself. Mm-hmm. People would not believe that because I put a lot of video out there, but I'm like, Ugh. okay, just post the video. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to look at yourself and it's really education. I'm sure that your clients can yet, they discover things that they had no idea they were doing. Right. The subconscious behaviors. So then do you work with them from a, everything else on how they're promoting their brand? Mm-hmm. So yes. what do you, what do you do in that area? So once we first building that blueprint, the foundation of things, we have to first get that down pack. Mm-hmm. So then when they're ready to go to the next level, then we actually create a plan on how they're going to put themselves out there. And we'll sit down and go over a strategy, a marketing strategy, calendar strategy, you know, all everything. And then I'll, I'll I usually like to um, introduce certain um, like social media calendars and things like scheduling calendars and stuff so that they know how to teaching them how to actually do it. Uh, the first when I'm working with clients, depending on which program they're on, I'll like the first month or two, I'll do the um, campaigns and everything for them and then either show them or show their um, assistant on how to do it. So then they know once they graduate <laughs> how to continue on with the process. Because I want to teach you how to continue on with the process without needing someone on a mm-hmm. regular basis. Because if something comes up last minute, how do you, you know, you can't always depend on everyone when it comes to your business. You can't depend yeah. on everyone for your success. Right. So um, I'll teach them how to roll everything, do a marketing rollout. And then also uh, how to connect and reach out to get with outbound or something like that. What do you do? So we'll go through that whole process of things. Well, let's talk about that. How did you get yourself to outbound? I, I made myself a goal after I did my learning myself process and my year long journey. I was like, I'm going to speak at a a huge conference. Um, I don't know what conference it is, but I'm going to speak at a huge conference, no more small, you know, engagements and, you know, something at a big stage. And so then I started, I got on different um, speaker platforms, joined those. And then I started looking for different um, conferences, but then I also just started searching conferences in Atlanta area Mm Uh, conferences. And I knew, well, one, I knew I wanted to be in sales because sales professionals need to know that they have to rep- build their own brand because they're a brand who represents a brand. They're the first person that people see, but mm-hmm. they sales the sales industry hasn't, they haven't gotten or understood that yet. So I knew I wanted to be that one to come in and, and present on that, you know, help others, guide others in that, how to, how to go in that direction. And so I just did a lot of research and then I put together mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, a nice email 
Um, but when you're, and I'm giving, I may be giving a little too much, but no, <laughs> when you're reaching out to different um, organizations, it's good to know about that organization so that the email can be more personal and maybe bring up maybe like a past event or maybe an article that they were in that you, that you seen or something like that and make the, the email more personal, personable personal, I'm sorry. And then reach out to, I just reached out to, and then I got an email from, well, it was like two weeks went by, I think. And I reached back out and then I got an email from our call from Jeb. And I was like, <laughs> and I literally, and I was trying to act like, you know, okay, yes. You know, as soon as I hung up the phone, I bust out crying. It was calling my friends <laughs> like, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> Oh, cool. So, and it was literally a month after I said, I am going to be speaking on somebody's <laughs> stage, a big stage. I'm going to be speaking in front of a huge audience or whatever. So I'm big on manifesting. We wow. talked about that before. So I, I was like, this is what's going to happen. And I put, put in the work to, to get there. And that's mm-hmm. how I ended up. Another example of you only get if you ask, you do not get if you don't ask. Yes. Indeed. I've got a, one more question for you before we get into wrapping up. So let's say somebody's out there and they are like, okay, I definitely don't have a personal brand going. What do I do? Like, what would be a couple, one or two first steps that somebody should do right now to help figure out what to do with their brand? First, you need to know who your audience is, who, what type of audience that you want to attract, uh, what industry you want to focus on, such as myself. Like I told you, it was the sales industry. Um, and now, okay, where are they at? Where are these these professionals at? Where they where do they um, gather at? What networking events? Um, and then doing your research and figuring out where they're at. But then it goes back to building your brand also first, the blueprint of things. And so now you know who your audience is, where they're at. It's like, you remember marketing, marketing 101. Know where your audience is. So that's where the Are You a Walking Billboard comes from. My, if you've heard me say that before, I've seen it on LinkedIn or whatever. You know, whenever they put a billboard up, um, mm-hmm. they put certain billboards up mm-hmm. on certain main highways where it's a lot of traffic or whatever, you know, that thing, or the buses, like what the buses may go through downtown or they may be more, you know, um, outside the city or whatever else you have to know who, who your audience is and where they are. So it's doing a lot of research at first. And then those other steps that we discussed earlier. <laughs> gotcha. Well, any, what else do you have for her, Gina, before we go into our closing questions? I got one other, I got one other question. Um, what are things people should not be doing on social media when it comes to their personal brand or things they you've seen people doing that is going to negatively affect their personal brand? Nowadays, that's it depends on who the person is. <laughs> if we want to talk about the sales industry, we're going to I'm going to say, don't get on social media arguing with someone 
or blasting people for certain things that they did, you know, because now they're like, well, I don't want to work with them. What if I do something and I don't mean to do it? Now you're going to blast me all on social media, you know, um, stuff like that can really tarnish your reputation. Um, Mm -hmm. Be more, give more insight to who you are. Um, People want to see your lifestyle. If you're a foodie and you like to go out to eat a lot, they want to see, you know, that where you're out eating and everything a lot. Um, If you like to read books and you're posting different books, do that. But anything that is treat people how you want to be treated. That's the common, the, the main source of life or way of life. It, and once you learn how to do that in your everyday behavior, it's going to project off on how, how you walk in life. Uh, so yeah, you don't want anybody blasting you on social media, you don't blast them on social media. If you don't want mm-hmm. anybody talking bad about you on social media, you don't do that. And make sure that ladies, when you get on there, you look presentable. Not getting on there looking like, oh my God, just unless you're just like a comedian and you're doing something like real funny or something, you just want to, but not look how when people see me out in public, I want the, I want to look the same as how I look when I'm on social mm-hmm. media. They're like, oh my God. And then they're like, you're even prettier in person or you're even nicer in person. You know, they your personality should match who you are in real life. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, update your photos, people. Stop posting pictures from 10 years ago and 50 pounds And 40 ago. filters. Your 40 pictures filters on there also. Yeah. Oh my your God. pictures should match who you are. So when you show up, <gasps> they don't go, oh, you look nothing like your picture. You don't want to hear Man, that. And realtors are the worst. They're not, not one time, many times I've showed up and been like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you could see the look on Rachel's face. <laughs> no lie. One of them was very much like that. Uh, we're talking com- like a totally different human. Really? Like, yes. And, and, and realtors like will use photos from forever Mm -hmm. ago too. But you cannot have a photo of yourself in marketing and you have an extra like 200 pounds on you. Yeah. Or hundred pounds. We notice. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I gained weight, I went and got a new photo shoot. I mean, cause I mean, it's just what the, and then I lose weight and then I got to do another photo shoot. I mean, like that, it's just gotta, it's gotta match who you are in the moment. But you should also be doing photo shoots at least once a quarter. I try to do I thought I was excessive at once a year. I do, I do at least one a year. No, you need to do more than that. Dang. All right. (laughs) More often. Yeah. I try to do every other month. Jeez, girl. All right. Oh, she's a professional brand person, <laughs> okay. though. We, okay. can, we can do it. She said once a quarter for normal people. She's like, that's her thing. Yeah. Okay. I, and, and when I get with my clients, we'll do like a whole like a whole I call it a branding day. Where we've gone and we've gotten all the clothes and everything for you. And it's like six hours of branding. Ooh. And we do all these different shoots. So that now you have all this content to put out for the next three months. And then I'll do the photo shoots. And then we'll also do where I'll take out 
know your industry and I'll send you over a long list of different questions. And then um, you pick out the questions that you want to use and we create videos also. And you just give like different topics, little teaser topics and tidbits and, yeah. you know, things like that. That And so now you have all these videos and all these pictures and now you can schedule your calendar for everything to just roll out. Rachel, we need to go to selfie world. Yes. We, 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 I know the owner, we need to go to selfie world and it's like 20 different settings. You have my calendar. Okay. Just. Just With we can we world. can selfie world. It is, it's a franchise. We have one in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and it's, it's like all these different little vignettes in a space where you can oh, go okay. take pictures, and they like they give you a ring light on a stand to walk around with, and you go from setup to setup, mm-hmm. posing in these different settings. Yeah. We do need some of that kind of stuff for us. Yeah. I think that Kenyatta was suggesting a professional type of photo shoot. <laughs> well, for I know you it just it just it just made me think about selfie world. <laughs> yeah, th- those are popping up a lot now. There's one yeah. I just seen it's called a great the Girl Mob Museum. Uh-huh. So it's just like that where and it has all these different rooms that yeah. are already set up. One is like a closet with clothes and you know yeah. boxes and stuff, and another and you just go in and you take pictures or do promo pictures and things yeah. like that. It's brilliant. It's a great concept. Like there's like an 80s setup and a 70s setup and a, a glamorous office setup and a French cafe outdoor setting setup. <laughs> All oh, kinds dude. of things. Okay. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> we do. I was just about to, ha- to ask our signature question. Go for the it. The first of which is, Kenyatta, how would you define the word sexy? Me? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> hey, 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 do it. I do if it. That's what it is. Now, why would you define what is it that you what what makes you sexy then? Sexy is not just about looks. You know, because you be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're pretty. You know, sexy is the personality that you bring, mm-hmm. your presentation. You know, it, it's also about, you know, how you carry yourself. Uh, your stands, like all that just put in one. And so when you walk into somewhere, into a a venue or whatever else, all heads just turn because it's like your personality just comes out with your walk, your look, how you talk, everything. It's just sexy. (laughs) I I like her answer though, me. I like that as a, yeah, you, you are sexy. (laughs) I do like the word presentation. I think like Mm -hmm. the presentation, the whole presentation of a person is sexy no matter what they look like they can not look traditionally beautiful or handsome but they can be so sexy by their presentation Mm. right Mm because you can have someone who like face we can say it that looks bad that's not attractive yeah that's not attractive but but the way they carry themselves mm-hmm. and the, the guy, the suit that they may wear and because they it's walk the charisma, the charisma. Yes. it's yeah. like, and I think with the charisma, I mean, I think charisma also comes from like a confidence, like, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm, it's definitely I'm, thinking, confidence. I'm thinking about my new boyfriend in his cop uniform. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Moving right along. Kenyatta, what's the best? It's presentation. It's packaging. <laughs> yes, that is true. That's true. <laughs> what? <God. sighs> 
What is the best we, advice you've ever been given? We've Kenyatta? been we haven't been we haven't been irreverent enough on this on this episode. The best <laughs> advice I've ever been given, I use this all the time. I tell people one of my older um, old mentors told me there's no feelings in business. And that was the best advice. That one, and he said, mm. I don't care how small your business is, you get up every morning, you check your bank account. Yes. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Check your bank account every day. But one thing that always sticks with me is he said, there's no feelings in business. So smart. It took me a long time to learn that and still learning it. People get, I think it holds people back. I I, I think they get so wrapped up in the emotional intricacies or, or mad at somebody that they did this or that and they're missing the boat of opportunity by being stuck in their feelings mm-hmm. get out of the feels people mm-hmm. <laughs> any advice you wish you had been given kenyatta <laughs> um i mean i wish someone i wish someone would have told me i did not really know about the imposter syndrome when i first started out in in the you know in the business world and my in learning myself and I wish someone would have told me about that way ahead of time and that I had that um, because I feel like I would have been a whole lot further I wouldn't have had to go through all the you know um, and then I realized a lot of people don't really even know about the imposter syndrome um, so I wish somebody really would have taught me about that I guess you can say that you know I don't know <laughs> yeah ignore it there you go that's yeah. what we're telling you everybody out there right now you are enough and you can do it there you go <laughs> yes. all right any other questions that for that you have for kenyetta or else no, we I need think... to find out how people can yeah. get a hold of you kenyetta reach out to you and work with you on personal branding well you can reach out to me at my website is 1111reveals.com or you can email me at hello, hello at com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on The Women Your Mother Warns You About today. Thank you for having me back on here. It's a pleasure. pleasure it, was, it was nice having you for, for all to ourselves for a longer duration for our listeners. Yes, same here. <laughs> it was an honor. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, let's um let's wrap up this show. Thank you, Warners, for listening to this episode of The Women Your Mother Warns You About, powered by Sales Gravy. Hey, are you trying to up your game in sales? Go to salesgravy.university. There are so many courses there that will help you, including coming soon, a brand new session brought to you by the Rachel Pitts. And that is what, Rachel? Fanatical sales fitness. Salespeople are the elite athletes of the business world. And this course will help you improve what you need to do about your physical well-being so you can show up as your best you in sales. Very excited about that. Check that out coming very soon this fall. And if you need some help around coaching, we can help you with that too. Go check us out at salesgravy.com or womenyourmotherwarnsyouabout.com and you can find us all over social media. I'm Gina Tremarco. I'm out of here. Rachel, any last words? Share this podcast with a friend who needs some help with a personal branding. And I'm Rachel Pitts and I'm out. Bye, Warners. Bye.
this really will get serious soon. Yeah, I don't. It, it doesn't have to. I don't think anybody wants it to be serious. 